is your turn. It is what God's going to do. And I want to bring up some scripture, a familiar portion of scripture that maybe you've heard from different areas. I'm holding tears back to sometimes when you go that it becomes emotional. It becomes something deep inside. You go keep going to the Lord. And sometimes you even ask, Lord, do you even hear me? Lord, do you even know that I'm existing in this life? You ever feel like that before? I know many of you have been through those areas, but I'm telling you, God does hear. God does answer and God does bless. Chapter five, the title of the message, my turn. My turn. Say that to your neighbor, says my turn. Let's read some scripture here. And verse 1, all the way down to verse 9. Stand for the reading of God's word. I'm going to read the whole portion while you're standing. Verse 5, it says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is a... Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time and into the pool and stirred up the water. When the, then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever diseases he had. Now a certain man, say a certain man, man. was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am going with another step down before me, Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath day. Tell your neighbor, time to rise. rise. And you may be seated. We see the scenario coming into play with Jesus and what he did. This was a time when the feast was coming and was about to take place and and Jesus is entering in Jerusalem because it was really the time of the Passover and things were getting ready to take place. And it's not a wonder Jesus went by the sheep gates and went by this pool. Bethesda in the Hebrew means house of mercy. This is a place that God gave mercy to the sick. But there was only one. The pool was near that. The pool was a place for the cleansing. For a time where you could get the sheep ready for the sacrifice. How many knows that Jesus was the Lamb of God? He was there because of prophetic things, but also to show what was going to take place in his ministry. 
what he was going to do. And as he was there, uh, because that was preparing of not only a sacrifice, sacrifice, but it was preparing of miracles. How many knows God's still in the miracle working business? That's the reason why sometimes when you cry out and God allows things to go for a period of time and you're thinking, God, when am I going to have my escape? When am I going to get out of my situation? When is it going to be my turn? When is it going to turn around for me? Notice what took place also in this scripture. The Bible says an angel came down, stirred the pool, stirred the water. Can I tell you what an angel is? Don't worship them. They are messengers, just like you are a messenger. But the Bible says that a minister is also a messenger. And how many knows that you need to stir up the gift within you? You need to stir up the things of God around you. You need to allow God to take that stirring and the things that was going on as he stirred the water. The Bible says the first one that can make it in. The Bible says multitude. It doesn't say how many. It doesn't say what the conditions other than some things. Some were blind, some were lame, some were paralyzed, some had diseases that was beyond the comprehension. But when they stepped in, they were healed. They could walk away with their healing. I believe in this time that we're living in, God is giving us an open door. And when we step across the open door, we need to start claiming what God says belongs to us. It is your turn. It is my turn. It is what God says belongs to you. I can imagine uh, what was taking place because every single one went for one reason. I'm in distress. I have a problem and no one can fix it. No one can be around. In other words, they were sitting there waiting for their time waiting to receive what God had said could belong to them with the stirring of the water. They were looking and anticipating. We should be the same way, anticipating that God is going to take care of me. It's going to be my turn. When he told the church at Philadelphia, I'm giving you an open door. I've seen what you've done. I've seen how faithful you've been. I see how you're declaring my name. And now I'm getting ready to stir the water just a little bit. I believe God is wanting to stir the water in your life. He wants you to say, it's going to turn around that I'm going to give you something that is, see, as a minister, what I'm doing today is stirring you up. I want you stirred up. I want you to say, God's going to do it. God's going to take care of me. But you've got to anticipate it. You've got to keep looking. Can you imagine what was taking place if somebody came in a little bit late after it's already done? How many ever had somebody, the move of God is on. And people don't experience because they come to too late. Or they come in a little bit past the time when God's moving. The Bible says that God will not always strive with man. And there's a time and season that God moves in such a way that if you don't get a hold of what God in that season, you could miss out. This man was there, and the Bible says a certain man didn't even give his name. But see, these were looking. They were always ready to receive They were Johnny on the spot waiting for God to do it. But we've got a generation that's backing up. 
Well, God ain't done it yet, so it's not going to happen. Jesus hasn't come back to get his church, so it ain't going to happen. You better hang on and keep watching and praying, as Jesus said. You need to anticipate that this is going to take place, or you can miss out on the miracles that God has for you. That's where faith keeps you in the place that you need to be, rooted and grounded. See, there's a season for, there's a time for when God says, I'm going to move. I'm going to stir the water. I'm going to bring forth the things you've been asking and you've been looking for. In other words, don't miss the move of God. Let me say that again. Don't miss the move of God. If you look on the outside and look on what's taking place, we're talking about the abortion. We're talking about uh, the things that's on the border. We're in America. We're talking about all these things that seems like nobody really cares. But can I tell you, the church has the answer. The church knows what the answer is. The church knows Jesus is the reason why we have what we have. He is life. He is the way. He is the truth. He brings things around. That's where we're different. That's where we held on to the truth. He will come to pass. Things will happen like God said he would. It's not time to give up, not time to say, I'll just come in late. I just won't do what needs to be done. Too many people are kind of losing it because of not, because they're trying to faint or they're coming to that place of weakness. The Bible says this certain man, and I truly believe it really didn't give his name because it signifies me, you. Where are those certain people? I've been waiting have been anticipating uh, certain ones that's been sitting by the, the pool and watching other ones get their miracles and watching other ones that are receiving what God has. The Bible says for 38 years, notice how it pulls out the years. It pulls out, he was in this condition for a long time. Coming, I'm sure he'd come all the time looking to get into that. This is my time to get my miracle. This is my time. But for 38 years, after a while, wouldn't you get discouraged? Wouldn't you get kind of down in the mouth? Kind of getting in what they call the southern term, mulligrubs? You kind of say, why do I keep coming? I can't move into what God has. I can't get what God has. See, he's in that place. He was weak, had no strength of his own. And sometimes we are in that place of our own. But I'm here to tell you, God's about ready to do something. And God's about ready to give you what he said he was going to give you. And the open door is right before you. This open door for this man was about to happen. And all of a sudden, Jesus sees him. How many is glad Jesus can see you? See, I'm sure he's looking around and says, now, this one's been striving and this one's going. And he's, they're trying to get in and they're doing everything. And they're watching and say, now it's their turn. Now it's their time. I'm going to move on their behalf. I'm going to give what they've been asking for. I'm going to set forth a miracle. Thank God it was his turn. But I'm here to tell you this morning, my turn. (laughs) See, I've been to those places when God, I said, I've seen this one and I've seen that one and I've seen what's going on. But God says, your turn because you're my child. Your turn because I'm turning it around for you. This is a turning point for many of you this morning. You get a hold of what God says. Some of you have been faithful. You've been doing everything. You've been giving. But I'm here to tell you, things are getting ready to turn around. The door's opening to you. The door's opening for you. And Jesus has said, I've come to 
give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. So hang on to that abundant living. Thank you, Jesus. We serve a God that desires to help those that are helpless. Something we noticed is because he asked a strange question. The one thing that this man, first of all, he, the Bible says he was in a man with infirmity. Didn't say exactly what was going on other than he was laying on his bed. He was laying on his bed. He couldn't even get out of his bed. He was so weak. That would be a grievous spot to be in. That would be in a grievous time of your life. I can't get out of bed. I can't move on my own. I can't do anything by myself. How would you feel if you couldn't get to church or get around people? How would you feel if you couldn't get out of the house and you had to have somebody depend and you depended on other people? That's a grievous time. You would be grieving. You would be in a, a state of, of depression and the state that how can I make it? This man was in that place. Jesus desires to help those that are helpless. And notice the question he asked him, do you want to be made well? Notice the question he gave him. What a question. But Jesus was getting a response from him. How much do you really want to be made well? How do you want, much do you want to get out of the situation you're in? How much do you want what you're desiring? Do you truly want it? Some people just want to get out of the mess that they're in. They just want to get, and, and, and some people, when they get what God's given them, they sit on the sidelines, don't do what God's called them to do. But this man was given that question, and it was obvious by looking at him. Now, the one question I have in my mind the Bible said there was a multitude of people, a multitude of people that was in dire straits, a multitude of people that was in a place of sickness or, or disease or, or something going on. Because the Bible says there was a multitude at that pool. I don't know how big the pool is. I've been to Israel, but we didn't go that place. I don't understand how that, but I'm sure it's pretty large because they had to get the sacrifice ready. And they was watching and they was at the pool. Many were focused upon that, but Jesus saw this man. And I'm here to tell you, you may think Jesus don't see. He knows everything that's going on. And notice he wants to help those that seem to know that I can't do it in myself. Ask that question. It was very obvious what needed to take place. Notice the answer. The answer he gave him. He says, there is, there's somebody going in before me. There's somebody stepping in and receiving. There's somebody else that is getting what I desire. And they beat me to the punch, in other words. They beat me to the things that I need. And that's what this man was giving answer. I can't get there in time. And then he goes on, he says, uh, I have no one to take me in. I have no one to help me get in. You know, there's people that they look to man more than they will to God. 
Well, I need this one. This doctor's not giving me the result, and so I'll go see this other doctor. This one that, that I'm going to counseling, I'll go to this one, but this one's not giving me what I need, so I'm going to go to this one. They trust in man more than they trust in God. Jesus was standing before him, the door. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And now he's saying, what's going to take place in the prophetic, in the future, that you can come to the cross, you can come to the door, and you can receive what heaven has. The door's getting ready to open. He says, you've been in that straight for 38 years. You've been in this place, and I've given to you. And his sight was upon that. That man's sight was on something different. He couldn't see what was going on. Now, notice the instructions, but it's more than instructions. It was a commandments that Jesus gave. The command, he said, rise up. Look at your neighbor. It says, it's time to rise up. It's time to get out of your areas that you seem to think you can't move in the realms you should. See, it becomes his turn. And he needs to receive what God has for him at this time. He says, rise up. He says, it's a turning time for you. You've been down in the mouth. You've been down in the molly grubs. You've been depressed. It's time to look up. <laughs> Hannah, you're not pregnant, are you? No, okay. Last time I'd done that, my granddaughter, she started looking up in the womb. They had to do C-section on her so she can have the baby. I said, look up. Granddaughter obeyed, Grandpa. <laughs> she keeps looking up, and she still keeps looking up. But I'm here to tell you, he told him some things that we must understand. The command that Jesus is giving to us in this day and age we're living in, I don't care what it looks like outside. I don't care what the government is saying. I don't want care what the politicians are saying. I don't care what this looks like or that looks like. You need to rise up and you need to declare what God says about you. You need to say, I am the blessed of God. I am the righteousness of God. I am the, take a hold of what he's saying about you. But all he could point this and the command come, rise up. But he didn't just stop there. No, what else he said? Take up your bed. Now, wait a minute. This is the thing that's had him bound. There's a lot of people bound with things. This is the thing that he relied upon because he was in bondage. He didn't know anything else. But he said, take up your bed. Now, this is the Sabbath. Now, if you understand... Hebrews and understand what they said. Nothing was supposed to be done on the Sabbath. Nothing was supposed to take place. You couldn't work. You can hardly move. But this was a Sabbath day. This was a day that the Lord hath made. Can I give you some insight? This is the day that the Lord hath made. It's time we rise up. It's time we to take those things that's been holding us, that's keeping us, that's keeping us from moving. And notice the third thing he said. Now walk. That man had been able to walk for 38 years. He was so weak and so in his firmity. And so many people says, Pastor, you don't know what I've gone through. Pastor, you don't know my situation, but I know my God. I know my Jesus. I know who he is. It's my turn. The door is opening. Mm -hmm. Can I shout just a minute? Can I shout just a little bit? Because Jesus is getting ready to turn things around. It's my turn. It's your turn. It's God's turn, in other words. Amen. Glory to God. He said, take up your bed. You're no longer in prison. He says, carry it. 
Now, why would he say chariots? Why not just leave it there? How many's ever had a testimony? How many's ever had a witness? Can I get a witness? I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was sick, but now I'm healed. I once was out of my mind, but now I found my mind. I once was not having a hope and a prayer, but now someone spoke to my life, and now I can carry what kept me in bondage. Sin keeps you in bondage. Sin keeps you from receiving what God has. But God says, now that I've set you free, carry it with you. Let it be a testimony. Can you imagine what the rest of them thought? How did you get that? You didn't step in the pool. How did that happen? Ah, I met a man. I met a man. And that man came to me. That man saw me. That man understood what I was going through. He knows my need. And he knows how to take care of it. He knows how to deliver. He knows how to bring me up. He knows how to give me a walking condition again. He gives me everything I need. And now I'm carrying the thing that had me bound. I'm no longer bound. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm a new creature in him. He said, not only carry, but it's time to move. It's time to declare. He understood this man would really do what needs to be done. He was tired of being in that condition. How many ever got to a place you're tired of being tired? I'm just tired. I'm just wore out. I've done all I can do. I keep coming every time to this place called the Pool of Bethesda. And I'm looking, everybody else that's been got their miracle, I keep coming, but I keep going home the same. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not going home the same today. I'm not going home in just that condition before. I don't want to depend on anybody else, but now God give me something that is greater than what so many others had, because now he give me the wherewith, where I can walk where I didn't before. In other words, I can do what God says. I'm moving because he says I can move. I can go because he says I can go. See, God is on the move, church. And God has wants you to be on the move. And he says, now I'm going to give you that. He says, show what the Lord has done. We, we sing a song that says, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He's healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me. I'm going to praise his name. Can you imagine him walking down the street? Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. I'm walking in it. He touched my mind because being made whole for 38 years. Can you imagine the depression that was on him? The emotional strait that was in him? Most people would say, just get on drugs, getting on prescription. You need to have this to help you to cope with these things. But Jesus says, I'm going to heal you every part of your body. I'm going to give you the reason why. He said, you must rise up. You must take your bed and you must walk because for your good and for your emotional stability, you must look and see where I brought you from. And now the emotional part of it now comes into, I'm healed every wit whole. I'm healed every wit whole. This was a miracle. 38 years, his muscles could not be in the condition to walk. His bone structure was so weak that he couldn't do it. 
They couldn't move properly because he didn't have the wherewith. See, when you don't move, you get weak. Your muscles will shrivel up. But notice the miracle. He got it. And when he sat there, because I'm sure the other ones was looking and said, this guy was the same guy that was 38 years sitting by the, this pool trying to get in and trying to get that at what he needed. And all of a sudden he's walking around and now the miracle's taking place. He was weak, but now he's strong because one that's stronger that came by his way because he had weakness, but the one that took the weakness and gave him the liberty to do what he needs to do. See, where the God gives you liberty and freedom, you need to operate in that. You need to claim what God says. I am the blessed and I'm going to claim it as God says I need to claim it. It's my turn. It's my turn and you need to declare it. This is my day. This is my turn and things are turning around in 2019. This is only the beginning but get ready church. God's getting ready to turn something around for you. God's getting ready to open a door when you never thought it was going to be open. Thank God he is still the miracle working God. Thank God he says carry your bed. Let others see that they can have what they need also and thank God see you need to show what the Lord has done. You need to talk about it. After 38 years, I'm sure he wasn't silent. I'm sure he would go up to different ones. His testimony wasn't because he was just walking. Look what the Lord has done. Look what he done. Look what he done. And I'm sure that they would say, can it happen for me? See, we have a world that don't know that Jesus cares. We have a world that know, don't know that Jesus is seeing them and knowing what they're going through. See, we are the ones that should stir up the water. We are the ones that should stir up in individuals uh, the desire to receive what God has. See, we are ministers, and we should be stirring up the things of God by our faith talk and by our walking the way that we should walk and by the talking that we should be talking. We should be singing the glorious songs of God. Walking through our houses singing the glorious songs of God. One thing I'm thankful for my granddaughter, and I kind of blame my wife on this one. She turns on Jimmy Swaggart. And now it's to the point you can't hardly watch anything else when she's around. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Then all of a sudden she's starting to know the rest of them. Oh, that's that one. And that's that one. And when they start singing songs, she's going, she's a moving. We need to get a hold of God, church. Amen. Not just in the church house, but in our house. Because what did he tell him to do? Don't just go through the streets, but take it back to your house. A requirement. Rise. Take up your bed. Walk. But you know how many people try to figure things out with their knowledge and try to figure out with this one or that one. They try to go to man. They try to do this. Jesus Christ is our answer, church. He's the only hope for this world today. Yes. He forgives us. And that's what he's saying. Cleansing is coming. Cleansing of sin. Cleansing your mind. You no longer talk like you used to. You no longer go to the places you used to. You no longer do the things and have a desire for that. Now you're just looking at the bed that you carried because it becomes a testimony, not just to the world, but to you. Look what the Lord has done. I was in this bed. I laid there. 
I laid there for all that time. I'm carrying it. Can you imagine how it starts setting in and all of a sudden the emotional-ism has that where people says, you're off your rocker. He says, no, I'm carrying my bed when I used to lay on it. Look at me. I've got strength I didn't have before. I'm doing something that I couldn't do before, but now I have stepped into the realm of God's miracle. Say, it's my turn. turn. By faith, this man got up. By faith, this man moved. Because when Jesus said he didn't have to, he could have rejected. He could have rejected. You know, there's a lot of... I'm going to speak about the raising that I had. A lot of Pentecostals don't want the move of God anymore. We don't need that tongue talking. We don't need the Spirit of God anymore. They kind of put it off to the side. They kind of shrug it off. We, we've come and we've come to enlightenment. I beg your pardon. Anything that God brings is enlightenment. Anything that God wants to do is enlightenment. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need the move of God like never before. We need to be made where God wants us that we can know that we can have our testimony. Look what the Lord has done. I've seen the miracles time and time again over the years. And God has not stopped performing miracles. But I do see a lot of people not looking for them anymore. Their anticipation is limited. Because it said, well, we're living in this age. It ain't going to happen again. I beg your pardon. You're looking at the wrong thing. Those people were sitting at the pool knowing they needed a miracle. They were anticipating every time they came to that pool, this could be my day. This could be my day. This is going to be my day. I know that I'm going to get up there just in time when that water, I'm watching. I'm just waiting at the right moment. I'm going to step in and I'm going to get what I need. But you know what? We see this man stepped into something else. It wasn't a pool that he was looking for, but he stepped in to the place where Jesus was because that's in the presence of the Lord. There is miracles and strength and health and everything else. When you step into where God's at, when you rise up and says, I'm claiming what God has, you stepped into that place that's been stirred up for you. This is my turn. This is my turn. Church, you can't show me any different because God's turning things around. The doors are opening for the church this now and this hour. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Don't look around you. Don't look at others, but you step in. Because Jesus looked at him and says, would you want to be made well, whole? Do you want it? Ask that question. And I'm sure the man thought, well, he started making excuses. How many ever make excuses? Well, uh, Pastor, Jesus, you don't know what I've been going through this week. You don't know what I've been facing this week. No, do you want to be made well? That's the question. Yes, I do. I'm tired of going through the things I'm going through. I need to receive what God has. I need to receive. The door is opening. Jesus stands there because he is the doorkeeper. As a matter of fact, he is the door. And when he opens the door, you better step in. If you don't, you'll not receive what God has. And I believe this year, God is going to open some doors. It may not be the doors you think. Because some of you have been trying in different ways to try to get the doors open. And if you could, you would kick them in. You would do everything you could. How many has ever been there before? Let me just kick it in, Lord. 
God says, until I open it, until I open it. And when Jesus stood before him, says, I'm giving you an open door, man. I'm giving you an open door. It's time you step in. Time to get out of your bed. Time to get out of that place and walk in the rest. This is a move of God. And when he did, he stepped in. How many's ready to step in? How many's ready to step in the move of God? How many's ready for God to do something with your families? How many's ready for God to do something with your bodies? How many's ready to do for God to do something with your home life and, and everything that you need in this life that you can walk around the way God wants you to? But you've got to be willing. says, I'm willing to step in. I'm willing to have the water stirred. And today, I'm stirring the water. How many's ready to step in? Now, what's the commandment? Rise. You ain't getting it because you're still sitting there. You need to rise. You're waiting for me to give you a command. I'm giving it to you. Rise. It's time to move forward. It's time to rise up out of where you're at. Time to get out of your complacency. Time to get out of the place you say, God, I'm ready to move the way you want you. I'm ready to step in. All right, this is what I want you to do. I'm not going to have you take the bed, but I do want you to step in the pool. I do want you to step in. I want you to get out of your seat. I want you to come and step in. If you believe God has given you an open door, I believe God's going to let you just step in and step out so somebody else can step in. Now, you can move on, go back to your seat. Thank you, brother. How many's ready to move in? You got to step in where he's got for you. Esther go get her Let me say this real briefly. The reason why I bring it up and had you step in. Because unless you take ownership, unless you take ownership of something, you will not have the possession that God wants you to have. Until you take a hold of what Jesus done on the cross, until you take a hold of what he has given you, then you'll never receive what he has. That's the reason why this man had to take ownership now of the things that God gave him. Until you say, it's mine. It belongs to me. And don't let anybody take it from you. Don't let anybody discourage you and say, wait a minute, that is not what, but take ownership of it. Take what God says, and it's mine. Say, it's mine. Come on, shout it, it's my turn. Shout it, my turn. Oh, thank you, Lord. I may have been in this place for a while, but now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. Thank you, Father. Come on, worship the Lord, if you would, over the house. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Make it sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. 